so the weekend is finally here you know today we'll yeah. finally be discussing paranoid black yeah. sabbath second album but yeah. you know before we actually uh, get into that uh, i want to ask you you know do you remember before we actually decided to discuss this particular album you asked me whether you know i found the music tolerable as such oh. what was your reason behind uh, that yeah, i found it difficult to listen when i started out listening to black sabbath first i it's not the most uh almost listenable is not the right word it's not the most uh, accessible pleasant music to listen to and accessible would be the a better word yeah i guess at least and accessible it's not like you have to develop a taste for it basically it's not you listen to it and you just hooked it the first time you do it it's not like that at least it wasn't like that for me so that's why i asked uh, so uh, like who introduced you to this album or like did you discover it by yourself or something mm. Uh, so black sabbath i've known known the band for quite a while actually i mean i'm talking about my life uh not the casually known it for like 20 years because i didn't know what black sabbath was when i was a kid i, I didn't i didn't understand that much of english when i was a kid right so, mm-hmm. uh, i discovered black sabbath around high school i think uh i was searching for this uh, best rock band this rock comes important and uh, paranoid was one of the songs that i somehow stumbled upon when i was reading the article about a good uh, rock song uh-huh, uh-huh. paranoid was one of the songs i stumbled upon and i came to like it a lot uh, initially the the, the mm-hmm. rhyme uh, was quite simple like there wasn't and the complexity complexity of it but yeah the lyrics are quite simple ha uh, the lyrics are quite simple but i just liked how easy it was to listen to because there was no complex rhythm in it at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was one catchy uh, hook in it and that was entire song and it was quite easy to listen to it was like uh, listening to rolling stones uh i can't get no satisfaction by rolling stones uh, if you listen to that song so it has a very catchy uh, uh catchy line line won't be the right but it has a very catchy music uh, mm-hmm. and once you listen to it you're never going to get it out of your head it's just very identifiable mm-hmm. paranoid is something like that so you got immersed into paranoid during your high school days and did you yeah, like... i had only listened to paranoid actually uh, and then uh, i came across uh, the album as a whole not really actually i came across iron man iron man was this song uh, that um, caught my attention i remember reading about it on my reddit i think where uh, somebody writes about uh, iron man saying how it was actually a story and uh, I, uh, so the first time i heard uh, iron man i think it was um, for uh, the reason for listening it was something similar i wanted to get into rock and listen to rock songs 
and uh, part of it was because i wanted to get acquainted with english as a language and the culture as well uh, i started listening to english music sometime around high school uh, with beatles i thought they were quite approachable and i still think they're quite approachable uh, as mm-hmm. a time mm-hmm. started learning english and then somewhere down the line i started learning to more difficult to understand english the uh, music and uh, that's how i came across a couple of bands like the rolling stones was one of them and mm-hmm. this uh, i came to learn about black sabbath as well and somewhere after that i think it was one or two years from when i finished high school and i was in college and i was i'm driving really right and uh, i think that it was around the time when uh, iron man uh, came out iron man had this song from black sabbath which mm-hmm. was also named iron man Right. Uh, it was either that or it was a video I had seen about uh, Iron Man playing in the background with uh, scenes from actual Iron Man. And, uh, yeah. That that basically uh, made me interested to look o- over the song because I thought the song had really uh, had a very invigorating tune. So it was something that would really excite you and make you feel uh, really. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of groovy really, uh, groovy wouldn't be the right word it makes you feel really hageshi uh, uh, would be the word in Japanese I, I see know. I see it, it made you feel like the strength in your body um, uh, like got your ad- adrenaline running or something like that something like that yeah exactly. I see yeah. So were you surprised to find Iron Man to be part of the same album as Paranoid because you weren't uh, uh, into the album as it right you started from the single right 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 so uh, what i did was uh, when uh, i think uh, iron man caught my interest and then it uh, caught me thinking about uh, iron man was an interesting song i think it was around the time when we started listening to um, gorilla which got me thinking okay since i've been to make a podcast why not uh, actually give uh, actually dive into uh, the whole album music the whole album i, I did not know about the album i just like why not dive into the but music? you told me that you've listened to this album right while working though you didn't pay attention but then you uh, constantly repeated this or put it on yeah. repeat and like what was it 15 times you listened to it 15 times in a day right yeah <laughs> yeah i was like quite into it actually when i was working because it, it was the per- it is the perfect music i think it was the perfect music at that time because i had listened to it so many times that uh, i kind of knew everything and it once you know no music the piece of music and if you listen to it like gazillion quite a number of times it becomes white noise so to speak and once I was in it's quite noisy in the radio right so I just put on my headphones and uh, instead of playing the uh, rain music there's rain music all the way uh-huh. like it's starting and stuff instead of putting that I just blast it out and like I'll try it out I have been trying out new music while working for quite some time now I remember remember we talked about how oh, I was uh, listening to Joe Arroyo Antara is a Spanish salsa singer. Right, right, and right. If I had been listening to it consciously, I was like listening to it on Saturday or Sunday. 
mm-hmm. and i had free time in the all the time in the world and i had all the choice in the world like to do anything i probably wouldn't listen to chair or but because i was working it meant that i could not pay attention to it consciously and it would also get me into something new and i came to like it quite a lot actually which uh-huh. royo and laksabad but we had to ask me if i would listen to it while i am um the relaxing probably no but while i'm working i'd probably put it back again i love that kind of shit i love that stuff and i'm working i so see put you in the group uh, part of the reason why it's really good for working is it warms you up you know it 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 puts you out of sleep something like that exactly it puts you out of sleep and it's like it pumps up pumps you up basically you are like ready to do things it's like you get this rush and it's nice and the kind of rush you get while listening to salsa is very different from rock but yeah it serves a purpose of getting you out of uh, lethargy mm-hmm. or boredom I get that's it. That's what I thought. I thought it was really interesting. And that's how I thought, okay, this would be a good album to listen to uh, for uh, for the podcast. And the reason was Black, I, I was just reading over the Wikipedia entry, okay? And Black uh, Sabbath, um, Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple are three bands, so they said to... Yeah, uh, from the 1970s, yeah. They were the ones who started heavy metal rock, right? Yeah, so I was like, okay, if that is the case, I'll not give a listen. So Paranoid seemed to be a good album to start it. Because I knew the music in it. But Paranoid has a song. Uh, Paranoid has a song by Paranoid, right? Yeah, did you know that uh, the uh, album wasn't going to be named uh, Paranoid? It was earlier named Warpigs? I think Paranoid is a better name. No, no, definitely. But then uh, you've seen the album cover. The yeah, yeah, th- that's actually what they wanted to be, and al- along with that, they wanted uh, war pics to be printed because then it would actually go with the image. Paranoid doesn't suit uh, the guy who's in the picture, whoever he is and whatever he is. You know, he's a bit unrecognizable. and they wanted to make uh, some kind of commentary which is why you notice that uh, the album is pretty dark in itself you know it with, is very dark and it is political yeah but uh, the st- the i don't know their agent or like what the production team did not agree with that and did not think that you know it would be marketable as such which is why they changed it over to paranoid see ah uh, i mean if, if it was in 70s and there is a situation going on <laughs> yeah the vietnam war right yeah and if you plan to put out uh, album with a name like war figure certainly going to cause a lot of waves in the music yeah. industry and the more, a lot of them would be really good be and they still put out the song that is what the album would be i mean i if i, if I think of it as an easing putting myself in a position it feels like if what is is put on the cover uh, i would feel like uh, if, if you are biased and i am biased and i would put for it and you are not interested in seeing that the what you have now more something it is what is is only one song in it and you have a lot of other stuff in it so paranoid was a better choice no definitely uh, definitely i mean i- i- if we were uh, uh, present at that time 
then we wouldn't be attracted towards it right it wouldn't be a comfortable choice you know it wouldn't be the kind of thing that you want to listen to it would just make you more uncomfortable you know like it, it would be like going through a uh, heavy book as such yeah and there can be another angle because uh, if, if uh, vietnam stuff was really selling like hot cakes around that time then it might yeah, happen definitely. but i think paranoia is still a safer choice as the agent i would have found a paranoid uh, i i don't know why because for me personally i really like the paranoid the name of the album and the song also the reason behind why i listen to paranoid and why i like it so much because it was the name itself is relatable I, that was the first time i came across a song called paranoid and that was a could say it was a different world for me and I just looked it up and I thought okay that was interesting I have heard it like this quite a number of times uh, maybe because I feel anxious a lot of things and I thought it was really relatable it was in a way maybe reading Kafka you know it puts you in a very uncomfortable position mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is what the game made me feel like and I thought okay, that was quite interesting and uh, the music was easier to approach for me compared to, I was also listening to Metallica and Guns N' Roses. I felt like the music was slightly easier than Metallica because it was fairly uh, classic fairly classic and fairly simple and sense, very mm-hmm. easy to get into unlike Metallica where you have to be in a No, definitely, definitely. And I, I still the same I still say the same thing about the uh, Led Zeppelin and Black uh, Sabbath and also Deep Purple I've listened to a couple of songs they have they have certain accessibility accessibility and upbeatness about them so but listening to Metallica is like it just puts you into this mood which at times can feel dark and uh, uh, dark and depressing as well uh, or if you put in a melancholy mood Um, it's like listening to Pink Floyd and I like Pink Floyd and Master of Rock. But um, Black Sabbath and uh, Led Zeppelin is completely different, even though they try to cover hard topics and their lyrics are hard hitting. But uh, the music wasn't uh, depressing. The music was always... Uh, irrespective of the lyrics, it was always uh, something that you could rock, rock to. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. like these guys were facing things head on. Uh, it wasn't like they're mulling over it. It's like this shit is there and we really have to deal with it. It feels like that. But uh, when you listen to other stuff, it's like they have given up in a way. Like they have settled for whatever that is and they have recluded, uh, just given up on changing things. like this is what it is and this is what I feel and nothing bad with that and I live like that kind of music as well but these guys they felt like they won't take shit from anybody they, they, they were angry it was like listening yeah to they were people. angry with the war you know in general they did not want it to happen or something like that and, you know I, I really like that you know in a sense because even though they cover depressing topics it's not depressing because you see a that there's hope in guys wanting to drive being angry because it means they think that they want to change something they want to do something 
against if you look at uh, something like Pink Floyd, if they have this uh, reserve means this, uh, this theme of depression is like just accepting whatever there is and, and the fucked up state of the world and uh, I've messed up everything else. I'm just accepting that and there's this authority on top of them. It's like being gifted or being told to sit at home all the time and uh, refusing to stay there. But let's say I'm black to that resident sector. There are like three people who so shit from anybody and I thought that was very, very different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I felt like they were not giving up something so much. Yeah, definitely. You know, what they wanted more than anything uh, was, wasn't was the fact that just avoiding the war. They also did not want their own country to participate in it, you know, mm-hmm. which is why, because if their country participated in it, they'd feel responsible for it in a way because, mm-hmm. you know, it would be personal for them. So they just had to say it. I mean, like, hey, the whole album is filled with that, you know, drugs, mm. dystopian imagery and stuff. Mm. It's kind of personal, in my opinion. It's, it's kind of personal. And even though they talk about criticize the government, it feels like there's some love for their own country. They'll be care about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like about it, and the, the especially, especially the, the upbeatness I really like about it. It's like a perfect thing in a way, but in a musical way, you know, like they're just doing what they want to do. It, it in a sense symbolizes, in a you know, in some way, freedom of sort to do whatever you want to do, which. Which is really interesting because I was watching this uh, Rolling Stones documentary okay, about where uh, all of them are like old now and uh, they're still alive. I did not know that. They're still alive. Um, I don't know if the entire band is alive, but I I think I some think of, them. of them are alive. Oh. No, I think all of them are alive. I see. Because I saw the drummer was alive, Jesus was there, guitarist was there, vocals were there. Yeah, I think all of them are alive. I might be wrong, but I have to check that. So, uh, they went on a tour to South America uh-huh. again, and they went in a lot of places. Uh, I, I think it was one particular place that has a uh, special interest, which is Cuba. Cuba uh, was a communist country, and uh, yeah, it is still a communist country, right? Yeah, and their government did not really allow rock and roll. Yeah. And there were many countries like this. I think there was Argentina as well, but rock and roll was not allowed. So I, I think it was Argentina or Peru, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Another country, okay. Mm-hmm. So they were going there to play music. And you see uh, this phenomena. I don't exactly remember which country it was. There's this group of people, okay. There's this phenomena where they, they were so much into rock and roll that there were fan clubs, local fan clubs of Rolling Stones. They were called Rolling Bats. I see. And That's cool. They, they followed everything, uh, their style, their uh, uh, their way of uh, dancing. They mimicked them and they had like 
so basically they were being idolized by the people over there they were being idolized and the the documentary you see mick jagger or other guys you know two three chats uh, talking about how they feel like they have been idolized they the, the audience doesn't really know the rolling stones as humans because the rolling stones is much more than the humans that are behind them and uh, the interesting part about this is the rolling stones are the guys who are really into rolling stones these are like the what we have otaku is in a way you know that really into that culture they, they form the subculture so to speak to rebel against you know the status quo yeah. and uh, to be free it kind of symbolized it for them the rock and roll basically symbolized that for them it, it was kind of like uh giving them hope in a way yeah which is why there were always parents who did not want their children to uh, be listening to rock and roll rock in general any kind of it i mean it is you know if i was a parent in that era I, uh some part of it i can understand you know, like uh, you don't want uh, your kids going something listening to it is problematic and uh, mm-hmm. the political i can understand and, and 
it feels justifiable because of the atmosphere it was in which the song was made uh i think that the line politician held in there yeah the, the line is uh, politician hide themselves away they only started the war why should they go out to fight they leave that role to the poor mm. that was like really powerful you know one of my favorite lines was uh, uh, the last two to four lines i guess wherein you know now in darkness world stops turning ashes where their bodies burning no more war picks out the power and then in the end uh, there's this image of okay satan laughing spreads his wings oh lord yeah and then he's saying that uh, uh, these politicians you know under the war pigs crawling begging mercy for their sins or something like mm-hmm. that and they just uh, show depict how pathetic these politicians are and something and it mm-hmm. you know i i did not pay attention to the lyrics at first but towards the end when i actually uh, went deep to understand what the song was about it actually felt uh, like they were trying to get some kind of vengeance or revenge on uh, these politicians mm. it was just i felt like this people and these guys didn't really like politicians uh, no i get that because uh politicians control a lot of shit you know and you can once they are in power you can't do much about it even if you want to change unless you are a politician yourself you can't do anything about it yeah but it feels like you know the this like they're not in power they're in control they're not controlled they're rebelling against the system and that's what what this is about Ah, uh, it reminds me of that song by Beatles called "Piggy." Uh, Have you seen those little piggies? I haven't actually uh, heard of that song. Uh, it is. It is also a very political song. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those little piggies crawling in the dark? Something some of that. It is interesting. It feels like a metaphor. and i think they are also talking about something similar but in a way much more indirect way mm-hmm. you know when they said uh, to see that the song is called war pigs actually made me think that you know the song was uh, about police in general because policemen and are called pigs right in america so i had that impression in the beginning and i was a little surprised by the way what do you think of the music in general of the song i am a big fan of the i became a big fan of the vocalist i really like the vocalist or that ozzy right ozzy osbourne ozzy osbourne i think he has a quality in his music so obviously coupled with lyrics yeah to make it to make the his voice makes the lyrics more powerful and had a different yeah he creates this atmosphere in, in the song i mean the music plays around his vocals is what i uh, like the most is that whenever he's singing the music just halts and then he gets all the attention as a result of that and then it begins again every time he stops and then starts again and the way this song is set up it 
just manages to catch all of your attention it's so powerful you know it, it gets yeah. you so hyped up mm-hmm. yeah i know i know i know i know i mean like even if you think about the music just the music okay like if if you separated from the lyrics i think it, the music has this kind of narrative like towards the end uh, uh, in the last listen in its own right yeah. you know yeah 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 if you search for your on youtube the album you get uh, first uh, you get the entire album with the lyrics and then there's a there's one of the videos which also has just the instrumental i see i see that's great <laughs> you know but throughout my favorite piece of music in this whole album is in this song you know the last 1 minute 1 minute and 30 seconds of this song is my favorite piece of music in this whole album and nothing i i believe nothing can top that because see uh, this the that part of the uh, song is called uh, luke's wall okay mm. it's the official outro of this uh, song and mm. i did i thought that the, uh, that was like the whole song in the beginning that uh, this is how the song ends and i was like god they really know how to write music and then i was like oh i see so this is like a separate piece of music but mm. no no matter how like deep you go and search on the internet you won't find luke's wall separately it's just part of this and Oh, looks wall is the outro for warpex is it yeah warpex yeah and because if you look at it the song is like 6 minutes long right uh-huh. and but somehow it just gets over in like 4 minutes right and the rest of the 2 minutes shorter. yeah it it feels shorter but if you look at the music the music just continues without like uh, even without the lyrics right and then i'm uh, then it made me notice that the music trying music is trying to resolve itself you know it, it is trying to get to a point wherein you know the struggle that it it started with you know won't continue anymore and the way it just resolves i just love it i just fell in love with that yeah like I won't call it a guilty pleasure but then every time I'm so excited to get to the end once this song starts I'm like okay please please mm-hmm. what's your favorite song in the album is it paranoid uh it is I like this song called hand of doom that is my favorite song hand of doom in all of the album i just love the drums in that song no 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 wait a sec wait a sec no i think the song you're talking about is electric funeral i think it is electric funeral yeah 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 because hand of doom sounds a bit different hmm that is the song i'm talking about electric funeral i just love that song i see you know but somehow i feel sorry for the song because you know i couldn't capture what was being sung i mean like in the beginning uh, 
I specifically opted to listen to this in the background, remember, while I was working on something else. And I couldn't notice the music. I mean, by the time I I was like, what was playing, the, the song had already been played and something else was already playing, you know. So it, it, I it seems like a it feels like a scene out of a um, if you've read a, a stand the stand by where's the guy who wrote it Stephen King it's Stephen King right mm-hmm. Stephen King is a book called uh, Stand by not Stand not Stand not Stand uh, Dark Tower it right. has this scene you know and it made me imagine that scene when I went to relics because they're very imaginative they paint a picture in front of you yeah. not a good picture but the picture itself is very expressive so i'm just just you know hold up the lyrics mm-hmm. even even i did you know while because i got interested and then i found out that um in the whole album this is the own this is the song with the most heavily uh, uh, you know, dystopian imagery, you know, with yeah. words like melting sun, dying world, every line is dark and it get dark, it gets darker. I mean, like, at one point I was like really scared because it, there was like plastic flowers, melting sun, fading moon falls upon and like, you know, sky shines in the electric eyes or something like that. Evil souls fall to hell, trapped in burning cells. God, man, I mean, like, if if people are just ignorant to the lyrics, I mean, like, they'd never be able to understand what they're actually enjoying or, like, you know, laughing about. And the song doesn't give you that image, even if, even if it's that dark and you don't uh, notice the lyrics, you'll just enjoy the music, right? Like every other song on this album. Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. I, I first... The drums caught my attention. The drums are the most, so great. It, it has the most powerful drum arrangement in the entire album, this song. And I really like that. And that is what caught my attention first. And then I started paying more attention to the lyrics. And the lyrics started catching my attention. And then it just put me in that, this, this scene in the Dark Tower, which was really interesting. And that is why I like, came to like that song. Have you, all the songs. have you actually done that though? Like while reading Dark Tower, have you actually listened to the song? I'm like, uh, to I see if it amplifies the experience? I don't know. It's, I think it's been quite a, a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the last read Dark Tower. And it was from a particular book. Um, I think it was second book maybe. Second uh, book of Dark Tower by Stephen King. I don't remember the passage exactly. It just reminded me of this scene. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to the second song now. Paranoid. Okay. It's a song about a person having mental problems and stuff. Yeah. Paranoid is weirdly relatable to me. <laughs> what, what part of it? Right. There's this... Uh, Line right with this already long. I think of things, but nothing seems to satisfy. That's your favorite line. I lose my mind if I don't find something to pacify. I see. Can you help me occupy my brain? Oh yeah. 
it's like full lyrics i think the lyrics sound relatable to me no definitely i mean like it, it it's the most yeah, personal song in the whole album i mean like um my favorite uh, line in the whole album is you uh, know in the in this whole song is uh, and so no happiness i cannot feel and love to me so unreal okay and like that in high school that was my favorite line in high school <laughs> i see so let's see you know if as time goes by my favorite line could possibly change but i still think i tell you to enjoy life i wish i could but it's too late is like really hit me hard you know while i was actually listening to uh, the song and reading the lyrics that that really hit me hard and that actually met me uh, made me realize that you know they could have published their lyrics separately and the book would have just sold you know is what i think i mean like even though it's simple and it's not basic poetry but this is still still stuff that you know people would read and could connect to don't you think yeah there is a poetic sound to it right i mean like even though it's like uh, childish or simplistic in a way that you know every word but, but it, because it's so simplistic it is a it very, conveys a lot right it conveys a lot and it is a very universal it feels like a universal feeling somebody and anybody can relate to but it, it does not hide behind the veil of complex wordings it is simple Mm-hmm. And talking about complex, uh, you know, I I did not know, but I found this that just this line, okay, finished with my woman because she couldn't help me with my mind. People think I'm insane because I'm following all the time, right? Frowning all the time, right? Those words are uh, meant to be the metal version of to be or not to be. Just, you know, just as everyone knows, to be or not to be is Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I read that in an article and I was like really surprised. That's interesting. I would have thought. Yeah, by the way, but I, I certainly didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like there are people who pay attention. Who knows? Anyways, yeah. but the next song really you know kind of like stuck out like a sore thumb according to me. Every time Planet Caravan was on, I was just like. upset with what was happening i was like god when what happened to the whole tempo i mean like i had a hard time enjoying this song since it comes right after paranoid and warpix which had me hyped and in the mood to rock and listen to even more more heavier tune uh, however in time i actually got curious about the song and what was being said and also realized that this might be one of the first psychedelic rock songs it gives you that kind of picture it stands out from the rest of the album because the tone of the music not the lyrics as such and have ha- had a hard time fitting with the wavelength of the mood of the rest of the songs though i do think that you know uh, the song is filled with great imagery that it's talking about vastness uh, of the universe and you know uh, Moon. The entire album has a very sci-fi and imaginative feel to it. Exactly. I mean, like, I think you know, if they had said that they wrote the song while they were high on drugs or something, I would have believed because it genuinely does not have a point 
the lyrics have no point except they are just uh, having some kind of journey in the universe and like the experience of the song would definitely change if one is on weed or on drugs while listening to the song i mean it has that kind of music but if you're just sitting and listening to the song it's not that fun what what do you think uh, do you like this or do you not yeah yeah definitely i like the song and i like the song because of the lyrics actually yeah the lyrics are really poetic yeah when i put you in a very different space altogether it paints a picture and i feel like music like this it paints a picture but it has also has a very sci-fi and dystopian dystopian i don't think this song is dystopian but it has a certain sci-fi feel around it which i really like it's like poetic and sci-fi at the same time what part of it this is sci-fi i mean like there is nothing scientific about the song okay I, i'll yeah. take you to the lyrics yeah. okay endless sky stars shine there's not one ounce of technology in the whole song what is sci-fi about this okay yeah but i could uh, like agree with this that you know if this song was played in a sci-fi movie it would suit with the, the movie because of the exactly yeah the theme and like you know tone of the movie yeah Yeah, that part i agree and 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 with the entire if you listen to this in context of the entire album or the songs this kind of fits the sci-fi bill because when you say we see through endless skies stars shine like eyes black night skies the moon silver trees all storm and tears light of the night the earth purple hate bleeds mm-hmm. uh, this like the earth purple bleeds feels like uh, the dystopian version of what you know the chemicals and stuff of sapphire haze in orbit always and that's why say we see through endless skies stars shine like i just traveling through space and moon in silver trees uh, black night skies you really like, like this song huh? yeah it could feel like a dystopian version of earth you know but they are taking off we see through endless skies this is moon you know but uh, listening to this song on uh, loud speakers it i don't know to do that kind of ruined my mood but while i was actually listening on the headphones i had a much better experience because i could experience the lyrics on yeah, much closer means, quarters it just needs good sound it's a good sound system to completely enjoy it i don't think it the experience would be comparable to you listening it on headphones to make it even comparable you need really really good sound with good bass right right i think that is uh, you know partly the reason why i did not like the song at first because i was listening to this song not on my headphones but uh, on my laptop you know no that's not a good <laughs> that's, no but it has loud treble and loud bass both yeah. of them Yeah, I agree. But still, it, I tried my best to, you know, uh, crank up the volume of my laptop and like listen to it as it, loudly it as I could. It sound as good. Yeah, it it did not. It it kind of ruined the experience for me. I'm like, I blame my laptop and my choice for that. But I can't just go out and buy a new stereo cover. <laughs> no, you need really good sound. 
if I had a group of friends who liked the song, I'd urge them to sing this song with me every time somebody played this song. Okay, and I would be like, okay, we have to sing it or we are not going to be friends anymore. I mean, like, this is that good. I mean, like, the way it starts, has he lost his mind? It just makes me want to sing. I mean, like, come on. But it's, it, I don't know. Should I feel guilty about, uh, you know, uh, the fact that it's dark and I'm actually uh, glorifying it? I really like the song. Yeah. I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I've, I've liked it since quite some time. So I like the music. I don't. I don't think uh, you know, the song being dark and you no, know, it has destructive themes makes it any less attractive. Inherently, makes it any less attractive. And I find it really interesting. You do realize though that uh, this song was released in the 1970s. Doesn't it feel dated to you in a way? Or do you yeah, think it, it has it, aged well? It has. And the simplicity of lyrics in a way is nice, but it also uh, makes it feel aged. Because writing simple music, uh, I, I, I'd say I'd rather say that writing sci-fi themed music I, I haven't heard something like that uh, recently mm. now that you say about it even i haven't uh, heard you know any sci-fi related music or lyrics it makes all of this feel all of the lyrics feel quite old it feels it feels old definitely it feels old yeah but uh, does that you know, pose as a problem? I don't think it does because I'm not, I was not born in a Western country, right? I was not born in USA, Australia, or England, where people speak English as their kids. Because if you do that, if you speak English as a, your mother tongue, then you have certain notions because you grow up in a culture. You have certain notions about certain kind of music. You have, once you grow in that culture, you'll feel that this music is old. And you should not listen to it because it's uncool. I just don't have that frame of reference. So I'm cool with any kind of music. It's like kind of like listening to... So you're kind or, of free to I'm decide. kind of free. I can decide and listen to it however I want without the prejudices that might have uh, been there if I had grown up there. But now because I haven't, I don't have to deal with that. That is the same with Japanese music as well. Because I don't have to deal with the prejudices. And I can clearly see, uh, I mean, that prejudice is pretty, pretty natural. If you, someone asks you to, um, someone from outside country comes and tells you that Radha Hi Bauri, the Marathi song, right? Mm-hmm. Like quite famous Marathi song, is their favorite song, and you'll be like, okay, what? Yeah, you judge them on that, right? Because like, Radha, uh, yeah, that, that song, it, I don't really like it. I mean, I know that it's very catchy and that... You it, can understand why people... They'd be attracted to it. Yeah, so why definitely. It's a good song. I wouldn't blame but, them for that, but I definitely blame the song. But you have a certain notion, certain idea in your head. Now, if, if, and, and the language is really familiar to you. And you have lived the language. But if it wasn't the case, 
then you probably would have liked it more that's what i feel because the song inherently is not bad at all it's just that what it symbolizes the meaning around it and the cultural effect it has it that is the entire package for you but someone who is not is not acquainted with the language for them the song is that's the entire package yeah it it would be a gateway for them uh, in the language or you know a part that they could carry because it is easy accessible right so it's easy to get into the song exactly it's part of the reason why foreigners find anime music really attractive but once you start i mean once i got some with the language anime music is something that i just want to avoid you know but uh, wait wait a sec you can't actually generalize all anime music no I, i'm not talking about anime anime music as in anime music of like famous anime that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the generic music which sounds similar across a lot of animes and there is a lot of music that gen- does not sound generic at all that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about this uh-huh. so you're talking about songs that don't have an identity and are just commercial yeah like take a look at uh, the japanese pop scene right now okay uh-huh. uh it just sounds all of it just sounds similar yeah you, i agree and as a and and with that aside i think even other songs right which uh, i used to like when i did not know japanese i think they they have become less attractive to me uh, because once you start getting into the context of and the background the cultural context in which they are made uh, you, you kind of start understanding why as a japanese person you wouldn't like them as much that way that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. speech like that Uh, so yeah I'm, which I artists think, are you talking about in particular i think that you have some artist in mind pick any pick any anime song ending or opening no no any. anime song is like i i understand that but i okay so you're not talking about any older artists right yeah i think there are some songs which not sound like anime songs but a lot of songs with song exactly like anime songs that i am referring to uh one can be uh, opening of full metal alchemist like that but that is a good song though right that is a good song but it is a very anime like song yeah that is true nothing bad at it i'm just saying that and and i do really like that song i like that song i have been like that song since quite a while which is that it feels less attractive once you get to know the language because there is you discover something that you like more than the anime music or you start understanding the place yeah the as a japanese person i definitely say that you know the song is kind of superficial mm. that is that is what i feel about this band as well i probably have a different opinion i wouldn't have liked it as much as i was a part of that entire thing you know lived through it part of that entire context so that is why i don't don't find it dated because i'm do not live in that country ah uh, i am that culture anyways moving on to hand of doom okay this oh yeah we missed electric funeral man huh oh, we already talked about electric funeral yeah we already did right yeah let's move on to hand of doom 
okay in in my opinion this song has a narrative you know like it is divided into three parts it could be interpreted to be the words of a soldier okay who's contemplating to use drugs in the first part later there is a gap and you know where he's using the drugs and you notice this in how the music is suddenly being upbeat there are like more, uh, there is a much faster tempo and last the, mu- uh, the music slows down okay and i think that this is where the soldier is suffering due to you know the effects of drugs that was my take on the whole song Mm. Uh, did this did the song make an impression on you uh, to be honest i thought this for me personally i thought this song was probably the yeah i think this and rap ballad was something that i don't i think we can talk about rap ballad and more to that mhm but like uh this was the impressive song for me out of all of them this no i i did not hear you what did you say this was the least impressive song for me i mean i liked it. this is the least i liked it, this song the least i see <laughs> uh, because um I, i think i did not really catch all of the lyrics because of this song mm-hmm. and second being uh, you're having a good time baby but that won't that won't last yeah 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 uh, that, that because the something. song literally ends on now you're gonna die right yeah now you're gonna die is, yeah you're having a good time somehow makes the song really dated for me uh, with the vietnam references vietnam nepal it makes it it makes me feel it's age i see but you know but it, the narrative is definitely there right mm. completely agree i think it has a story and it it has an entire story it's like a scene mm. you know i think that's what's impressive is how the music changes you know in this one song to depict the three stages of addiction Uh, from starting from anxiety to being high on the drugs oh yeah, to, yeah this is the only song which had drugs mentioned in it yeah no no this yeah. was about the drugs right heavily only about the drugs i mean like one of the reason they actually wrote this song is because they observed uh, soldiers coming back from the vietnam war and they were stationed in uh, their country and uh, they noticed how these people couldn't handle the after effects of war and you know turned to drugs to compensate for their anxiety yeah. and you know the song really manages to uh, depict you know uh, their slow, slowly decaying you know state yeah. uh, you know wherein Aussie is warning them that you know death is going to come for you and now that is how he ends the song anyways since you like this song the least let's move on to rat salad i think no, this no, was like this, i think no this you can tell one thing that i really liked about it this song is it was the first song in the entire album which talked explicitly about drugs um, yeah definitely and it's it's the only song no is it the only song wait a second that's the only song which yeah. talks about drugs and its effects 
or even mentioned that. No, no, this is the only song wherein they actually use the word Vietnam. Exactly, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I may not in any other song. They talk about war, but they're not explicitly mentioned Vietnam. Anyways, I do hope to that you give it another listen and you know, separately, just separately and see whether if you have any other impression of it. Yeah, I think after you talked about narrative, I might want to go uh, listen again because I, I I did not consciously listen to the song and I was paying more attention to the music, which uh, for me when I was listening unconsciously, it was some yeah, it isn't exactly recognizable, you know. And, and, and the thing about this song is, it, it might have been original in the 70s, but it's not original anymore. Yeah. Nothing is new about it, actually. Yeah, it, it, it isn't. Taking drugs and going with and the effect that it has on everybody is a theme that is now, fairly common nowadays. Fairly common nowadays. Mm. And that is why, for me, this. Felt like the least impressive of the songs because it, I did not feel like it had anything new to offer as well. Mm-hmm. Except the uh, Vietnam part, maybe the starting, I thought that was uh, different. But the rest of the part was fairly, you know, you know common, something that you were used to. Fairly common these days, yeah. I see. But yeah, I, I do think though uh, that I like the song, but. I agree in this about this one thing that I don't think I'll be actually listening to this song after like we are done with this. Uh, out of the whole album, I'll probably uh, revisit uh, War Pigs quite often and Iron Man and Rat Salad and Fairies Wear Boots. But I like that song. Yeah, even me. Anyways, let's move on to Rat Salad. Actually, this song surprised me. I I was like waiting for the lyrics to come and then I noticed, okay, this is an instrumental and they're so good at it. I was wondering why wouldn't they make more of this? At some point, I even thought that, you know, that I could endlessly go on listening to them just jamming on if they were going to keep on making music like Grand Salad. Yeah. I was, that made me feel really good that, uh, you know, there could be music like this and you wouldn't think that it lacked anything in general, even without it not having any lyrics or message to prove. Yeah, so the music is good. And the drumming was so good in this song. Yeah, I agree like the drummer in this in electric funeral as well. Uh, yeah, I am a big fan of I, I, I don't know, since I started listening to Black Sabbath and let's say I started paying more attention to drums and started to enjoy and notice drums. In general. In general, yeah. But John Bonham is like whole another thing. You know, I found out that, you know, the way he uh, drums, you know, his drumming style is mostly influenced by jazz. Oh, Alex has blues songs as well, right? Yeah. The Lady Breaks is a blues song. Yeah, it was influenced by a blues song, right? It it was inspired by a blues song. 
yeah, it is a, another rendition of Blue Song. I can hear Alfaris to say that. I was inspired. It's not the right word. It's like they just... Remade it. Remade it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, let's just move on to the next You one. don't have anything else to say about Rat Salad? Why? Uh, are, I, I haven't uh, listened to Rat Salad since the last week, so... I do not have complete uh, context on uh, the music, but I think, hold on, let me do one thing. I just quickly played so that I remember the... There's not much to it, though. Okay. So wait, are you playing it right now? <laughs> the song is like more than a second. Give me like multiple seconds. <laughs> okay, okay, you have multiple seconds. I know, right? Listening to listening to the song on headphones really makes you appreciate the drumming even more. You know? Because the effect... Yeah, yeah. Anyways, now... <laughs> pause that. Let's move on to Paris Wear Boots, okay? Don't just sta- start rocking to the song, okay? I know, right? And... No, yeah. This plays after. Yeah. Okay. I think I remember. Yeah. It, it's, it's easy to lose song. attention of that song, but Rat Salad is great in my opinion. Yeah, the guy's killing it, man. Okay. How long are you? How long are you going to keep me waiting, bro? <laughs> God, that is so unfair. Nothing unfair about it, man. I just don't they not remember the song. I yeah. I like, okay, I, I like this shit. Yeah, even I like that shit. Impressive. I don't think this song made any lyrics at all. This song really well properly done for instruments. I know, right? They should have created more of this. Yeah, like, literally, they, I, I do think that they should have made more instrumental music. No. Uh, just so catchy and just so groovy. I, I want to hear some lyrics along with it. No, definitely, but, you know, if you're just going to listen to it on, on the background, you know, you'd still be able to make use of the beats, the tempo, and get your adrenaline going for you. Anyways, I, I do think that uh, moving on to Ferry's Wear Boots, that... I think Ferry's Wear Boots is also really serious song. What? It's like, these serious songs, of all of them, it, it, is, it is like a tongue-in-cheek, funny in a way, and very, it's a really serious song of the entire album. 
Actually, I think that this song might be homophobic. Okay, so oh. this. Oh, if you are saying if you put uh, guys, so fairy is referring to that. Yeah, I I so I read about the context this song was written in. Okay, and uh, apparently this song is about one of the fights that Black Sabbath ended up, you know, with a group of skinheads, you know, just. bald guys okay and from what i've read what 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 skinheads what is a skinhead people like people who have buzz heads you know like just intentionally uh, just cut their hair wait is that it is subculture yeah and so from what i've read fair me told i am a skinhead Even I don't have hair. I am as skinhead as. No, no, you are not a skinhead. You are not a skinhead. Dude, I don't have hair. That makes me skinhead. Mm. No, no, these guys are people who had hair but then chose to be part of a culture wherein you know, just. That's so rude, man. Yeah, I, I am not the one who's making <laughs> the, that kind of distinction. Okay, first of all. Okay, and let me continue. And from what I've read, fairies is the term that they used to refer to gay men in England at that time. Okay, I'm not sure about that, but what I'm also not sure about it is if if this is true, I wonder what the band was trying to say by saying you know fairies were boots. I don't find it homophobic because yeah, it's not homophobic, it, it, and and I I don't think it. Uh... Are symbolizes uh, homophobia. The reason being there's a line called "a fairy with boots out dancing with a dwarf," which completely takes it out of context of the possibility that it might be aimed at uh, homophobia or, or just gay people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it feels like it feels uh, somehow the homophobia thing does not. Yeah, because the song yeah, as in a whole is just fun, you know. So, uh, he's talking about fair skinheads, man. He's not talking about gay people. Yes, I know, I know that he's talking about skinheads, but. Uh, at that time okay in that context in britain people were called you know gay people were called fairies at least that what i've read i'm not saying that it's true it's just part of the information that i came across it's not going to change the uh, way we actually enjoy this song in any way no, but 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 what i'm saying is It has no homophobia at all. It has no relation to it because I just opened the page and it says that uh, the lyrics are composed after a violent encounter with Kimmich, who was the fairies in the song. Now they wanted to make it homophobic, I mean, and the fairies represent homophobic, uh, uh, lighter term to rep or a more. Demon want to write or write or just a term to call gay people then. Hmm. It feels a little forced. 
ஒன்லிங் okay that was uh, written by ozzy in the whole album the rest of the songs were written by jeezer butler okay and you you see that in the lyrics in how the wording change changes you know you know they are not trying to rhyme the song that desperately or like that intentionally as such uh, which you see in the rest of the songs of the album and in that way fairies wear boots kind of stands out in you know just how fun it is uh, like going home last right. night suddenly i got a fright it somehow does not fit into the entire album yeah because it's not trying to convey a message right it's just trying to have fun with it yeah i mean like look at the last line cause smoking and tripping is all that you do you know so it's not trying to convey anything and that is why i think uh, this is the most uh, rock and roll influenced song of the album and i love how uh, you know the lyrics are kind of minimalistic and the music is what uh, makes up most of this song yeah definitely and i agree like the like it is very good Yeah, it's kind of catchy and you know every time you think of that uh, one line you just kind of think of the rest also that you know and you got to believe me uh, it's like a it's like a joke it's funny yeah it's funny it's very very good you just imagine you can't tell what imagine it very very good and you got to believe me because this guy is telling uh, a story a very ridiculous story and trying to convince people like they were fucking around that's why I like this one okay with that we've actually talked about all the songs what do you think of the album as a whole I think the album is overall it's a great album something you could you know I imagine playing it in a car and it even here then example if you ever try it on somewhere in a car and definitely want to play it so fun fun album you don't want to play it when you're playing lying around sleeping or something like it's not the kind of album to relax yeah it's not the kind of album that you relax to definitely yeah. no but for me it's one of my favorite albums because at, at the moment at least that's what, what i feel in what in what context like all music at all in uh, how i discovered it and how i started to it just kind of built on me you know it no so it grew on me your favorite piece of exploratory music that you're playing out so far is exploration this is your favorite album of all the music that you've explored 
but if you just shuffle the song okay and you play uh, let's say electric funeral then hand of doom rat salad iron man war pigs okay then you you just love the album because of how hyped up it's uh, high, uh, you know how it's going to get you just hyped up okay because there's like rock songs one after the other one after the other one after the other but without fairies were boots tying up in the end it just makes you feel like something is lacking because you know it's only in fairies where boots were that drumming very hard right from the beginning till the end and it kind of tires you to you know uh, having been listening to that kind of music for so long which is why you don't want to put it on a repeat again so i oh, do definitely. if it is part of the album uh, want to listen to it and it comes at the last and it feels good but if you want to listen to it repeat i think uh yeah i don't know about that i might put it on repeat if uh, i might put the entire album on repeat on the particular song yeah definitely definitely you know even i wouldn't uh, go far to uh, go as far to listen to just one song except if i'm just in the mood to listen to that one song but even if i'm in that mood i would prefer to listen to the whole album because that's much more fun but i still don't think planet caravan is something i'd want to be included in the album and i can listen to the entire thing again especially the electric general i'd rather listen to that again and i can listen to that on repeat so <laughs> <laughs> uh, points to uh, interestingly uh, i i found the song from led zeppelin uh i felt like they could be i could put them on a loop and listen yeah no yeah they are like that i mean like each song has that kind of ability but i think you know that's like another time you know another to, day yeah because another, yeah another episode yeah yeah like, because there's a lot to say at least we should have a lot to say about led zeppelin's fourth album because it's like one great song after the other no but you, you said you like black sabbath no hmm as because it was new for me so i still think that you know it's kind of fresh the feelings that i have for black sabbath but i've been introduced to led zeppelin two to three years ago who knows maybe much more than that so they don't really feel new to me nor do they feel dated but uh, uh, i see uh, no i i i get what so so black sabbaths uh, the kind of impression they've made on me is kind of new but i've already been impressed by led zeppelin so i, I can I, I i kind of get what you're saying you, you get it right so yeah. I need more time to actually listen to Led Zeppelin and then maybe have something to say. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's really a great song. You would be fine with that though, right? Oh, not an issue at all. Okay. <laughs> That's great then. Uh, do you have anything to say about uh, Paranoid? 
anything that left to say uh, i think we covered more okay fine then let's end this episode right here all right okay i'll